0: Dr. Wayne Fry for today's message, Already in Progress.
1: Uh, About how God is the same. He can't change. And there are some things that God cannot do. He cannot change. He cannot lie. He cannot think like how how we think. And we said this, God cannot be second. God wants to be first and God has to be first in order for us to receive all that God has for you. You know we're in the year of overflowing abundance. And we're in the year that we're going to establish or receive double in every, er, every area of our lives. But we have to be positioned properly. We have to make sure that we're doing our part in order to receive what's been declared upon the house in this year. Amen. And so we talked about uh, passage of scripture over in Exodus 13. We, we extracted some principles uh, from it or about this principle. at first, And we say it is a Bible principle, but it has both Old Testament and New Testament application. And so we found from Exodus 13 that, number one, the firstborn, according to God, must be sacrificed or redeemed. We said, number two, that the first must be offered. And then we said, number three, the tithe must be first. The tithe must be first. And so we found out in Leviticus 27 that the tithe belongs to God. And so we're going to continue to talk about this principle of the first today because, again, I want you to remember this, that when God is first, everything will come into order. When God is not first, everything is out of order. All right, we ended up talking about this, that where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Matthew 6, 21, Jesus says, wherever you put your treasure, and we we established last week that when he talked about treasure, he's not talking about a talent. He's not talking about a grace. He's not talking about your, your ability to do something. He's talking about your money, your substance. And so wherever you put your treasure, wherever you put your money, The Bible says, and Jesus says, your heart will be there as well. And so there's a string, there's a cord attached to your treasure that's linked directly to your heart. Amen. Praise God. And so wherever you put your treasure, your heart's going to end up in that same place. Praise God. All right, and so uh, let's talk about, again, let's go a little further on this principle of the first. Over in Deuteronomy chapter 14, Verse number twenty-three. Let me know when you get there. Deuteronomy fourteen twenty-three. Let me know when you get there. Okay. Let me know when you get there. Okay. Praise God. All right. Rest of you on your way. Okay. Deuteronomy fourteen and uh, twenty-three. Okay. The Bible says in fourteen twenty-three of Deuteronomy, "And thou shalt eat before the Lord thy God in the place where He shall choose to place His name there." The tithe of, the, of thy corn and of thy wine and of thy oil and the firstlings of thy herds and of thy flocks, that thou mayest learn to fear the Lord God always. The Living Bible of this same verse says that God instituted the tithe so that we can learn how to put him first. And we said last week that why would God institute the tithe? Why would he uh, ask us to return back to him 10%? And the purpose is for us to learn how to and to trust him as first. Amen. Because it takes faith to give God the first and then believe that he's going to bless the rest. Are you all with me? It takes no faith to do whatever you want to do with with the first and then leave the leftovers for God. No, it takes faith that when I put God first, I'm going to give him the tithe and then trust him that he's going to bless what I have left over. Amen. Praise God. And so we see from Deuteronomy 14, 23, that the tithe is to train us, is to help us to keep God first in our lives. Amen? Praise God. Proverbs 3, let's go there. Proverbs 3 and verse number 9. Proverbs 3, verse number 9. And these probably are not scriptures that you haven't heard before, but it's also good to be reminded. The book of Hebrews says that we ought to pay more attention to the things which you already heard, lest we let them slip. You know, a lot of times we want to look for new word and new revelation, and we haven't done anything with the word and the revelation we've already received. Amen. And so we want to position and hear this to the place where it will line us up to receive overflow, abundance, and double this year. Shout with me today, this year. This year. I'm not talking about 2015. I'm not talking about 2016. I'm talking about 2014. Everybody say, this year. This year. Amen. Amen. And so I'm after your soul development. I'm um, after your, your soul prosperity because I know that you're going to prosper according to the level of your soul. All right. Proverbs 3, 9 and 10. Proverbs 3, 9 and 10. Are you there? Yeah. It says, Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. So shall your barns be filled with plenty and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. Shout with me today. Honor the Lord. Honor the Lord. Say it again. Honor the, Lord. Honor the Lord. What does honoring the Lord mean? Honoring the Lord means, number one, to respect him, okay, to reverence him, okay, to obey him, and then also it means to put him first. And so when you honor somebody, you give them weight. You give them influence in your life, and you allow their influence to then affect your decision-making. So now when I say I honor God, I am saying I honor God to the point where I give him weight in my life, yeah. so now when I when God says something that what He says influences me and it and it helps me make the right decision based upon how I honor Him. Now, if I if I honor God more or if I honor God properly, then everything He says is going to affect what I do. Yeah. And so, the less I honor Him and the less I honor other people, then the less weight they're going to have in my life. And the Bible says that if I honor God, I should put him first. That means I, whatever he says do, that's what I'm going to check with first. Come on, talk to me. And so the Bible is saying if I will put God first with my substance, with whatever... He allowed my hands to accumulate, whatever he allowed my hands to generate. If I would trust him with that, if I would honor him with that, if I would give him weight with that, if I would take that to God and say, God, what would you have me to do with that, do do with this? And then when he tells me that he has so much weight in my life, then I go do it. Oh, man, come on now. That's what we're talking about, honor. We're not talking about honor just by standing up and saying, I honor you, Lord. And I give you praise. No, it's more than that. It's more than words. It's an action. And see, honor really comes in play when, when the person you honor is really not in your presence. Because the Bible says honor your parents. See, you can be respectful. You can be obedient. You can be twice as nice in your, in your parents' presence. But then outside that presence, you go buck wild. There is no honor there. I'll say, y'all ain't trying to help me. Why am I saying that? Because we serve a God that we can't see. And see, if I can honor a God that I can't see, then I'm truly honored. And check this out. This will help some of y'all. We demonstrate our honor for God as we honor other authority. Hunch your name said, Did you hear what he said? Did you hear what he said? So if you are if you are rebellious to authority, then you are not honoring God. Yes, I do, Pastor. Yes, I do. I honor the Lord. No, you don't either. Because the scripture says we should do everything as unto the Lord. <laughs> Obey those that have ruled over you. Amen. Hello. Amen. So how are you going to convince me that you honor a God that you can't see when you can't honor authority that you can't see? Right. Hallelujah. Glory to God. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Tell your other neighbor that you haven't talked to yet this morning. Tell him and that was a good point. That was a good point right there. That was a good point. Honor the Lord with your substance. Everything you have. Honor him with it. I trust you with it. I reverence you with it. i put you first with this. Then the Bible says, when you do that, he says in verse number 10, so shall your barns be filled with plenty and your precious shall burst out with new wine in modern day vernacular, that just simply means you'll have overflow. Amen, Amen. I don't have a barn, but I have some bank accounts. Come on, talk to me, I, ain't got no, I don't have no wine presses, but I have me some pockets, and I want, all, I want my pockets and my accounts to be overflowing. So in order to get that overflow, I need to honor him in verse 9. Y'all got that? Okay, go to Matthew chapter 6. Go to Matthew chapter 6. I help some of you uh, people who uh, only look at the New Testament for your instructions. Jesus came to do away with the old covenant. No, he didn't. He came to fulfill it. Okay, Matthew chapter 6. In verse number 33. All right, Matthew 6, 33. Let me know when you get there. Yeah. Okay, great. It says here, and this is coming off the context of not worrying and, and trusting in uh, God who will take care of you. But the Bible says in verse 33 of Matthew 6, it says, But seek ye when? First. When? First. What are we talking about? The principle of first. first. Seek ye first. The kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. I told you, God can't be second. He has to be first. And so he instructs us if we want to be taken care of in this life, because, again, the context of this particular thing, he talked about what we're going to wear, what we're going to eat and where we're going to live. And so the Bible's saying if we want to be taken care of naturally in this life, God can do it. But we have to first seek his kingdom before anything else and his righteousness. Now, so what is the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God is God's government, God's system, God's way of doing things. And then his righteousness is his way of being right. So now I am to seek the government of God or the system of God or the principles of God first. And I'm to seek how he does things first. So that means I don't try my own way and then go to him. That means I go to him and I divorce myself from my own way and I go to him first. Because the Bible says there's a way that seems right unto man, but the end of it is destruction. And a many of us in the body of Christ, many of us in the church, many of us in TV land, praise God, we have it all figured out. We hear instructions from the word of God. But we said, you know what, God, God, you know, God don't live in my day. God don't understand what's going on. And so God or the word of God is a little bit outdated. So let me go ahead and do what I think I'm supposed to be doing. And then we're going to turn around and ask God bless to bless what we're doing. No, we ought to go to God first. Okay, God, what is your word? What is your system? What is your government? What is your principle about this thing? I'm to look at that first. And whatever God says about this thing first, that's what I do because I what? Honor him. I give him weight. Talk to me, y'all. And so that means there's really no room for my own opinion. There's really no room for my own methodology. Come on, talk to me. There's no room for that. I'm to go to him first, bless God. And then whatever he tells me to do, because I honor him the way I honor him, bless God, I am then going to do what he tells me to do. And then the Bible says, and all these things are going to be added unto me. Shout with me today. Increase. increase. Come on, say it like it means that increase. increase. So when I seek first the kingdom of God and its righteousness, the Bible says things will be added. I don't have to chase things. Things will be running me down. Hey, hey, stop, stop. Hey, hey, stop. Why? Because you're focused on the kingdom. And God is talking to things to chase you down. Oh, man. See, y'all ain't. Ah, we got to turn around. We chasing things. And we are supposed to be chasing God. Or the system of God or the things of God. And God says, and all these things shall be added unto you. That means it's automatic. That means you don't have to try this. You do this and God will take care of the rest. Ooh, glory to God! Are y'all with me today? Amen. So when we when we supposed to seek God? First. When? First. Come on. First. First. Amen. Now make make sure your neighbor got that. So did you get that point? Did you get that? point? Tell me. I ain't see you write that down. Tell me. I ain't see you write that down. Are you gonna remember that? I ain't see you write that down.
0: First Corinthians
1: sixteen. That's the point you need to write down, man. 1 Corinthians 16, please. (laughs) Yeah, seek him first. Praise God. 1 Corinthians 16. Let's look at this here. All right, look at verse number 1. 1 Corinthians 16, uh, verse number 1. You there? King James says, Now concerning the collection for the saints, as I have given order to the churches of Galatia, even so do Do you. Then he says, verse number two, Upon the what day of the week? What day of the week? First. First day of the week. Let every one of you lay by him in store, as God has prospered him, that there be no gatherings when I come. What day should we take care of this? Right. Oh, come on, man. What, what, what day? First day, right? First day, yeah. And so um, the Bible is telling us, or Paul is, is telling or giving some instruction to the churches. He said, look, every first day of the week, I want you to lay up something to give so that when I come, I won't have to call for an offering. That's what he's saying. He says, so I don't have to have any collections when I come. So when I come, you've already laid up the first day and you've already prepared for me to receive. So I have to call for an offering. So when we get this, listen to me very carefully. When we get this principle of the first and when we get it in our hearts, there may be a day that we don't have to call for an offering in the church. Yeah. What are he saying? That means you, you have prepared ahead of time. Amen. You have prepared ahead of time, and you come in here to worship God with your giving already prepared, Amen. and you come and just lay it at the altar or lay it in whatever receptacles. Nobody have to get up and say, it's time to give. Amen. Anybody excited about giving? Ra ra God loves a cheerful giver, yes, hey, hallelujah, everybody get excited to motivate you to give. No, it is, I, I understand this principle of first, and so the first day of the week or the first thing I do when I get increased, I'm going to lay up something for God, and when I come in here, it's already going to be written out, it's already going to be laid out, it's already going to be prepared, and I'm going to come and just lay it, I'm going to come and just drop it before the Lord. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying amen, today? Amen. That's what Paul is saying. Paul said the first day of the week, the first thing you do in the beginning of the week. Yeah. Take care of God. Amen, amen. Got it? Not myself. Don't take care of myself. Take care of God. First day of the week, lay up something as God has prospered you. So if God's been good to you last week, then lay up something the first day of the week. Amen. Set it aside so you can have the give." Are y'all with me today? Praise God. So our point number three out of uh, our discussion from Exodus says the tithe must be first. Say that with me today. The tithe must be first. first. So I'm going to talk about today five reasons, five reasons why we should tithe, five reasons why we should tithe. Now, let's go over the tithe again. The tithe, according to the scripture, is a tenth. Everybody say a tenth. tenth. That means 10 percent. So out of every dollar, 10 cents is God. So when you break it down in those kind of numbers, it, it it may be easier for you to grasp. Because if you can't grasp it at the dollar level, you can forget about it at the hundred dollar level. You can't grasp it at the hundred dollar level. You can forget about the thousand dollar level. You can't get it. At, you can forget. A, the <laughs> devil is a lie at the ten thousand dollar level. Come on, talk to me. It all begins where, you, it all begins in the small parts, And so when it comes down to it, if you break a dollar down, you have 10 dimes. And the scripture saying, out of those 10 dimes, one dime belonged to God. So that means out of every, every dollar, only 10 cents God is asking for, or God claims only 10 cents. That means he leaves you with 90 cents. That sounds like a candy bar at Walmart. I'm gonna help some of y'all at Walmart, best place to buy candy bar. Anybody know what I'm talking about? 68 cent, bless the Lord. Cause they like $1.39 at the convenience stores $1.39, I can get two candy bars at Walmart for this price. I'll control my flesh until I get there. I'm after the double, see that, I'm after the double. Let's think. That's the will of God. Yeah, I do. But well, ten cents, one dime, out of every dollar, God says, I reserve that as mine. And when you think about it that way, it's that doesn't seem that much. And so your your increase, your paycheck, is just multiplied dollars. which is just multiplied dimes. And so he says in Leviticus 27, it says number one, it's the tenth. He said number two is holy. If I say holy. holy. And then number three, he says, it's mine. He claims it. This is mine. He claims it. I, th- he places his, his name upon, th- this tithe is mine. So now, if it's somebody else's, we don't deserve or we don't reserve to write to dictate What belongs to somebody else. Like if somebody gives me something to steward over, to watch over, I can't go. If somebody says, Well, I'm going on vacation for two weeks, I want you to watch my car, I can't go take that car and sell it. It's not mine. I can't take it and go paint it, repaint it. I don't like it. I don't like that blue color, no way. I'm going to paint it white. No, you can't go do that. It's not yours. If you don't have permission from the owner, then you, sh- you shouldn't do what you want to do with what belongs to somebody else. Same thing with the tithe. Are y'all with me? Praise God. All right, so five reasons why I should tithe. Number one, we should tithe because God instructs us to. God instructs us to. We find that, we find that in Leviticus 27, verse 30, 32, and we also find that in Malachi chapter 3, verse number 10. And we'll look at those at a later date in our series uh, as we continue in our series. But Malachi 3.10 says bring all the tithe into the storehouse and that may be meet in my house and prove me now herewith said the Lord of hosts if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that we don't have room enough to receive. So that's an instruction from God to bring the tithe into the storehouse. Got it? So that there'll be provision in that house and God says put me to the test on this. Try me in this. So number one reason why we should tithe is because simply God said so. Got it? When God says it that settles it. It's no, it's no debate. Yeah, anybody here ever debated with God? No, you haven't. You debated with yourself. You may have called yourself debate. You know, me and God had a conversation. I was just telling God how it is. You weren't telling God nothing. You were telling yourself <laughs> how you think it should be. God, what? God said, I already told you what I'm going to tell you. You know how them parents get, you know, I already told you. And I ain't saying no more about it. Anybody have parents like that? Yeah. They just stop talking. I used to watch some parents sometimes. They just go back and forth with the kid, No, not, not. They say, yeah, no, no. They're just going back and forth for like 30 minutes. I'm like, why didn't you just shut that down? And so I give Anthony three times. Anthony. But daddy, but daddy, but daddy, but daddy. <laughs> Anthony. But daddy. That's it. Zip it. And it's over with. I ain't debating back and forth with no nine-year-old. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, y'all, I'm trying, I'm trying to teach on ties. Y'all don't make me teach on parenting. I am not debating back and forth with no nine-year-old. They really don't know what's going on to be offering their opinion at nine. Okay, <laughs> number one, reason why we should tithe is what? God instructs me to. If God said it, that settles it. There's no debate. There's no, no questioning. There's no way around it, no, no way to flip it or to, to change its meaning. God really didn't mean to tithe, what he meant was. No, God means what he says. Let your yea be yea, your, no, your no be no. God means what he says. And he said what he meant. He means. Amen? Amen. Praise God. All right. Number two, second reason why I should tithe is that Jesus himself recognized the tithe. Jesus himself recognized the tithe. Go to Matthew 23. Let's take a look at this. Because Jesus said, or the word, excuse me, the word of God says that Jesus only did and only said what he saw his father do and what he heard his father say. So, if the father had a problem with tithes, Jesus would have said something about it. Hello. Matthew 23, 23. You there? It says, woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. For you pay tithe of mint and anise and and cumin and have omitted the weightier matters of the law, judgment, Mercy and faith. Look at this, la- this next statement. These ought you to have done. So in other words, he's saying you should have tithed. But you, should, you also should not leave out the weight of matters. You matters. Got that? These ought you to have done and not to leave the other undone. So G- he says, yeah, Jesus said, yeah, you pay tithes. He said, you should do this. You should do that. But also, don't leave out love, mercy, and compassion. You see what I'm saying? So Jesus himself recognized the tithe. And so if Jesus uh, or if God didn't want to sanction the tithe any longer, I believe Jesus would have clarified that at this particular exchange. He would have said something like, well, the tithe is done away with. Let's go over here to love. But he says you should be doing that. You should be tithing. But don't leave the other matters undone. Y'all seeing what I'm saying? Praise God. So reason number two that I tithe is that Jesus himself recognized the tithe, and he was our, he's our example center.
0: Faith Christian Center International now offers two exciting worship services on Sundays. That's right, two Sunday worship services at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. Come enjoy dynamic praise worship, fun children's ministry, practical teachings, and empowering fellowship. It's an unforgettable experience. So join us each Sunday at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. Your life will never be the same. For more information, log on to www.fccintl.org or call 434-979-1700. You've been watching the Life of Faith broadcast with Dr. Wayne A. Fry. We pray that your faith has been strengthened and your heart encouraged by the Word of God. This broadcast can be viewed 24-7 at no charge at www.fccintl.org. Join with us next time on this station for another life changing message with Dr. Wayne A. Fry.